Staying in contact, I'm London Mitchell. This time each week, we take a few minutes to look at stories that cannot be fully told during a normal newscast in two or three sentences. This morning, we look at how war can affect children. My guest this morning is a remarkable American teenager, Ella Kolich, who has just written a book entitled Trees Without Roots. It's a true story about her father's and aunt's heroic and painful journey, dodging mortars and seeing death all around them when they were children trying to escape the Bosnian War. She believes it is very similar to what Ukrainian children are going through today. Ella knew her family was from Bosnia, but her family never talked about the Bosnian War. She was a normal American teenager, and war was not usually a topic of conversation. But when she was 15 years old, a relative unexpectedly handed her a dusty pile of letters written by her father and her aunt during the war. When the war broke out, her father was 11, her aunt 15. Ella was captivated by their stories. Ella chatted with me via Zoom from her present location in Serbia. This story is about my father and aunt during the Bosnian War because my dad was 16 years old when the war started and my aunt was 11 years old. And throughout the war, they wrote letters to their parents and grandparents and other family members that they weren't in close contact with because the war did split them apart. They ended up moving from Bosnia to Croatia to Germany and eventually the United States. So these war letters takes them through this journey of their refugee status and how the war has impacted not only them, but their family. And I think it's so relevant because this isn't just like a one of a kind story. This has happened to so many refugees that have come from Balkan countries. And it is currently happening, as you've mentioned, in Russia and Ukraine. You had no idea before you read the letters uh, that this tragedy had happened to your uh, your father and his uh, and your aunt oh yeah it was definitely emotional because prior to this i only knew that my family came from a mixed religious marriage meaning my father is muslim and my uh, my mother is eastern orthodox but i didn't know the weight that that title carried i knew that they came from bosnia as refugees like during the war and that we ended up here in the united states I didn't understand how complex my heritage was. And it wasn't until I read those letters that I gained a better understanding of that. And of course, it was very emotional because I had this one image of my dad and my aunt. They were very outgoing, hospitable, bubbly. And then seeing this dark side, their trauma, everything that they've um, dealt with, it was very tough to see. The reading of of the letters Mm -hmm. and then putting them into your words to write the book. How has that changed your view or impacted your view of life in general? I think it has definitely made me more of an open-minded person because once you understand or you put yourself in a position where you try to understand the struggles that someone else has been through, you see yourself in them. And that that sentiment not only carries through your family members, but it can carry out through strangers that you might have met, through your friends other family members, et cetera. So I think it has definitely given me this opportunity to kind of sit back, listen, and try to understand someone else's story instead of just putting myself in first-person narrative. You uh, are pretty young to be a 
to be an author, to have written a book all, already. This Has this always been a dream of yours to be a writer or did reading the letters prompt you to tell the story? Yeah, it was a little bit of a mix of both. I used to write, but not in the sense of stories, more of poetry. I was always fascinated with reading. I read so many books as a kid and I still do. I think it was when I read the letters, that's what the aha moment was where I wanted to take these letters and share the story. Because like I said, they weren't the only refugees that came out from the Bosnian war. There were so many other refugees from a mixed religious background that underwent a similar story. So I thought by writing about it, it could bring the conversation back to light and talk about how difficult it is for a refugee to undergo through these circumstances. Plus, I think the letters give it a very personal feel because once we start putting in statistics and whatnot, it detaches us and kind of dehumanizes the extensiveness of the situation. So that is ultimately the main reason why I wanted to write this book. According to the uh, publicity I, I received on you as saying that American teenagers live in a bubble. What do you mean by that? I think it's easy, especially for, you know, Western countries like in America to be kind of like a bystander in a way, because it's easy to look on TV, especially like when you look at the Russian-Ukraine situation and all these statistics are thrown at you to be like, oh, that's really sad that it's happening and then carry on with your life. It desensitizes us in a way. And that's why I like to say that we live in a bubble because all of these international relations, they're happening overseas. Yes, I'm not discrediting, you know, the extensive history that America has, but in regards to what is currently happening overseas in Europe, we've never had a war like this happen on our own soils. So that is why I think we quote unquote live in a bubble here because we are so, it's so easy for us to just be caught up in our own lives and not take a seat back and listen to other people's stories. What would you like a teenager, an American teenager who reads your book, what would you like them to do after they finish the book? Ultimately, I want them to start learning about their own identity and history. They don't have to go out and publish a book, but I, I think it's really important to start writing about your own identity because that way it makes us more open-minded. And once we start learning about ourselves, we start seeing similarities in other cultures because once you truly understand who you are, you can start relating yourselves to others and start seeing more similarities rather than differences. Your book is about uh, your father and your aunt as, as uh, children in Bosnia during the Bosnian War. You were raised in America, but you've gone back to Bosnia. Yes. Why did you go back? What did you learn? Before learning about my family history, I would always go back because I have family and friends here and I wanted to immerse myself more in the culture and practice the language. But now, since I know a lot more about my family history, it has a very different feel to it. In a way, I am more curious about the place that my parents come from. I want to go out more, go to different cities, enrich myself in the history and culture. Um, I mean, currently right now, I am in Serbia. <laughs> so I've been coming here quite a bit. And I just, I really appreciate, you know, the place that I come from. And I just want to keep coming back to learn more about it because every time I go, I learn something new. And I think that adds on 
to not what my, um, not only to what my dad and aunt have shared with me, but to my own personal experience with the country as well. Have you had a chance to talk to your father about the, uh, the war? It was a really long process. So uh, what I really like is that my book incorporates interview elements from both my father and aunt. But the hardest part about that was getting them to open up. My aunt, she was a bit more open to it, and she was quick to share her emotions with me. But as for my father, it took him over a year and a half to feel comfortable with sharing his life story. Because in a way, I am still his daughter, and he doesn't want to, quote unquote, burden me with his trauma and past. But at the same time, I thought that it was really important to have these difficult conversations, because not only is it therapeutic for him and can help him kind of relieve the stress of carrying that untold story for over 20 years, but it also in a way strengthened our relationship because I got a better understanding of who he is as a person and why we came here today. What's next for Ella? You've written a book. Where do you see uh, your future? Um, In regards to writing, I definitely want to keep writing more. I'm unsure as to what my second topic will be, but I do hope to hopefully write another book someday. There is a Bosnian translation of this book already out, and I hope to keep building up on it. Um, But in regards to academics, I am studying, I'm a bio major, and I'm studying medicine, and I wish to go into either um, face transplant surgeries or something in regards to neural prosthetics. Wow. Yes, I'm a very curious person, to say the least. (laughs) Well, I wish you the very best. Thank you so much. People that would like to get a copy of your book can do so how? You can visit my website, www.treeswithoutroots, and it has all the links to the different websites that my book can be bought from, either Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walgreens, you name it. Ella, thanks very much for chatting with us. It's been a great discussion, and best of luck to you in the future. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I really appreciate it. Ella's book is Trees Without Roots. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week at the same time when we will again be staying in contact. In the meantime, please send me your thoughts and comments through my website, londonmitchell.news, or you can find me on Twitter and Facebook.